0: Hello, and welcome to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia, and thank you for joining me today. We are in week two of Loving God and Others, the Heart of True Faith. If you have not had a chance to purchase the Bible study, please go online to Precept Ministries. Today we will read and discuss scriptures from Deuteronomy chapter 6. As always, let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that you have given us to draw closer to you, help us to listen carefully with our whole hearts and minds, continue to show us how to love you, and bring honor to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your workbooks, please turn to page 23. In the observation section, it says, in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 38, when Jesus answered the lawyer's question, he quoted the from the Shema, the basic confession of faith in Judaism. Let's look at the passage in Deuteronomy to which he referred. So as I read the passage from Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9, please, if you have your workbooks, draw a triangle over every reference to God, including synonyms and pronouns. Also mark the word love with a heart. Also, draw a box around the phrase, these words, and the pronouns, them and they, which refer to the words, okay? So again, we're starting in verse 4. Here, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. So of course, we would mark Lord and God and Lord again. Moving on to verse 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So mark love and mark the phrase love your God. Or you can mark Lord and God separately. Okay, that's your choice. Um, Verse 6. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. So you would um, put a box around the phrase these words. Okay. Also mark I. Verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. So you would put a box around them and them. And let me go back to verse 6. It says, These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. Um, That I actually refers to Moses. So you don't need to... Um, Mark that for God. Okay? So going back to verse 8, You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. So you would box the word them and they. Verse 9, You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So you should put a box around the word them. Okay? Okay? So let me start from the top. Again, we're in Deuteronomy chapter six, verses four through nine. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Okay, so we have several questions that we need to to look at as it pertains to this passage. The first, what did you learn in verse four about God? Before I answer the first question, I would like to start by reading the first three verses um, from chapter 6. I think this will help to put the passage in context. Moses is speaking to the children of Israel before they enter the promised land. Okay, so those first three scriptures read as follows Now, this is the commandment, the statutes, and the laws that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, And that you may multiply greatly as the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you. And a land flowing with milk and honey. So here, again in verse 4, Moses declares that their Lord is one. They are to worship him alone. Okay? Question number two. What did God require of the Israelites according to verse 5? God commanded them to love him with all of their hearts soul, and might. They are to be fully devoted to Him in all aspects of their lives. Okay? Moving on to page 24. Um, I'm going to actually answer questions 3 and 4 together. So let me read questions 3 and 4 to you. It says, What did you learn from marking the references to words? What were God's people responsible to do with His words? And also... Question five says, "What role did these ro- did these words play in a person's daily life? Was it enough to simply memorize them?" Explain your answer. So again, I combined my answers um, four, three and four. Okay. Um, well, according to verse six, these words shall be in their hearts. So we know that God's word must be first in our hearts in order for a trans. Formation to happen. So they were to meditate and reflect on God's word. Verse 7, um, we see here that God's word was to be taught to their sons. In some translations say children. They were to be taught diligently and talked about during the normal course of the day. So this was about the parents' responsibility to teach God's word and also to live out their faith and devotion to God In the home as examples for their children. Um, In verses eight and nine, this speaks of constant reminders that God's word was to guide how they live their lives. Okay? Also, on page 24, if you have your workbooks, there is an insight box, and let me read that to you as well. The heart, biblically speaking, is the seat of the emotions. The soul is the center of man's personality. So love for God was to permeate the very essence of man. God's words, not our emotions, intellect, or physical cravings should be our guide for life. Okay. Moving on to question number five. It says here, Paul wrote in Romans 15, 4, whatever was written in earlier times was written for Our instruction what does that tell you about these verses from Deuteronomy well it tells us certainly that God's commands still apply to us today okay question six by considering God's words meditating on them and teaching them to others how would our lives be impacted well certainly our lives would be transformed um, I would like to share two scriptures, which I think answer the question. Um, I'm going to read those from the Amplified Bible. And the first is Hebrews 4.12 regarding to the word of God. It says here, For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as for as the division of the soul and spirit which is the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. So to me, the word is like a mirror. Okay, it speaks to us, it's transforming, um, but we are to live by the word of God. Okay, moving on to a second scripture that I thought would help shed light on um, this, this question is Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 through 17 against the second timothy chapter 3 verses 14 through 17 it reads but as for you continue in the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced holding tightly to the truths knowing from whom you learned them and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, which is surrendering your entire self to him and having absolute confidence in his wisdom, power, and goodness. All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience. For training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. The last verse, verse 17. So that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So again, the word of God transform us. And we have very, various examples in the Word of God that tells us how that transformation happens. Okay, Question seven. In practical terms, what does it mean for you to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might? Well, as I shared in a previous episode, we are to love God with every part of who we are. We are to be fully committed to Him in how we live our lives. This would include our actions and our thoughts. Of course, our speech, our love for God will cause a longing in our hearts to please and obey Him. We recognize that all that we have, which includes our time and resources, are to honor Him. And as believers, we have the Spirit of God and we have His Word to work in us and through us to help us live a life that is pleasing to Him. Okay? Well, I'm going to conclude our study for today. I, I certainly hope that today's study was a blessing to you. And if you'd like to send me a comment, of course, you can email me at an encourageheart at gmail.com. You could send me a voicemail from the Anchor Podcasting homepage or leave a comment on my YouTube channel. Okay, take care and I look forward to you joining me next time. God bless.